I've always felt different. I've always seen things. But when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. Well, we're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, if you're new to Awakenings with Michelle Michet, great to connect with you. Glad you found us. And those of you that are subscribed and tried and true, hello, hello, and always great to connect with you. Yes, Tammy, I'm ready for a joyful approach, too. What is that? <laughs> That's our guest in the second half of the program, Joy Dushy, so you want to stick around for that. We're going to be diving into the joyful approach life system. I like joy. I think it's possible to have joy no matter what you're going through, there could be a little joyful spot somewhere, right, within. Enjoy your Americana. Well, today I am doing a um, cold drink, which I hardly do. Maybe I'm going to put some tea on. Um, I've got a, a little grapefruit kind of soda thing here, a little grapefruit uh, carbonated little beverage. Okay, if you have a question or comment or you want to chat or you want a reading, that number is 347-539-5122. hope my mic is better. I've got a new mic. I'm always exploring the stuff. We've got limitations here with the setup through BTR, but hoping this is sounding good for you. Um, Again, call in number 347-539-5122. Please press one on your keypad that lets me know that you want to get on air if you have a question or a comment. Um, all right. Hello in the chat. The sacred space of empowerment that grounds the energy of this program So and beyond. So a little call to uh, action, call to connect, really connect further, connect more. Um, is that love it if you would join us in my uh, the Awakenings group on Facebook um, and share. It's not really, I mean, it's posting, uplifting things, it's sharing what you're going through or your insights, your understanding, what helps you. Um, there's astrology posts, metaphysical, spiritualism, spirituality, uh, meditation, all on the process of awakening, living more awake, aware, more conscious, um, healing, emotional healing, repatterning. It's not just a place just to post, you know, links and um, things. If you can post those things, but personalize it. Anyway, I'm forever getting inspired going there. We've got some, um, I think it's Loot Byron, I think is his name, Conscious Hip Hop. So some nice music that he sometimes posts. Um, yeah, so wide range. You know, the domain of the soul is creativity and self-expression. And so our, our creative expression, artistic expression, our self-expression 
is what is our individuality, our uniqueness, how we see things, you know, how we take a picture as opposed to someone else takes a picture, that unique take or way on things. And so that's why I'm also really big on self-expression of all forms because that is the soul coming through. So the more that you can do that, the more you begin to be more soul-aligned, soul-connected. Uh, so I um, – okay, a couple questions I want to dive in. Um, one is from Jessica. Hello. You're asking – I said, I was listening to your pod, last podcast with Robert Wilkinson. It brought to my mind again the fact that I have a good number of interceptions in my birth chart. Um, I wondered if you could give some indication of what interceptions mean in one's um, chart, uh, depending on the planet, so she doesn't give me the planet. Okay, so when, it, when a planet um, is intercepted in a, in a house, um, planetary interception makes it a little more challenging to difficult to access that energy. So sometimes um, it's, as, it's as if it's cloaked is one way that you could look at it in the, in the house, okay? It's as if that it's um, cloaked or, or held back in the house. So it can be hard to get to the, that energy, I hope that helps um, when that planet is intercepted. Now, what it can mean um, is that you need to spend more time on it, or it may be an issue, or if you're consciously aware. Um, so the previous sign is on the cusp of the ruler, but the inter intercepted sign exerts a, an influence, right? So it's also, you could say, when, when two houses share the same sign, they're ruled by the same planet, okay? So one is seen to be intercepted. So, um, so in a way, you could say that two, the, the, the sign, right, gets swallowed up inside the house in a way. I like to say it's kind of hidden. The energy, the, the energy is kind of um, hidden or held back because it is, you know, swallowed up or hidden, or it's not. Um, it, you're not getting the full energy of it, right? Um, I guess I, I hope that helps with that. So, it can, some people believe like that the qualities of that. Um, are suppressed or recessed in the individual that it's difficult or not easy to access. Um, also, when the signs, I also feel like, okay, there's always the upside. I feel like sometimes um, something is hidden or held back until later, or once you become aware of the intercepted sign, then you can bring conscious attention to that area. Like I have a client that has, I think it's intercepted, um, I think she might have mercury in Pisces, or I, I, I can't remember, but it's in the third house, I believe, as I recall. 
And it's affecting, I think, her second and third house, or third and fourth house. Anyway, the Mercury for sure is intercepted. And there was a time where she had a lot of trouble putting her words out there or being able to express herself more fully, or she felt she never could, even if people thought that she was. It was like this dialogue was always in her in her mind that, oh, they don't really understand me, or I'm not really coming across. And I do believe it was, I think it was Pisces. I think it was Pisces and Pisces. Um, but now that also later on with that awareness gave her that, that you know, understanding that, if I put more time in this, maybe it's more about me understanding first what I'm going through or what I need and want in my life or to communicate. Um, This person also did go on to become a very prolific writer and writing a lot of of, um, children's books, right? So sometimes the intercepted signs affect you more earlier in life. Maybe there was a problem or issue there, you know, in childhood. So, again, you can say something's been recessed or or suppressed. Um, Yeah. And then, but, again, like anything else with conscious awareness, then you can bring the awareness to it, right? And, of course, you would want to look at the ruling planet. You'd want to look at the opposite house. Uh, you'd want to look at both houses that are affected and the opposite house, and then you'd want to look at the ruling planet. Like in this case I'm sharing with you with Mercury there would be the not only communication um, with, with yourself and others, how you, how you think, your, your mind um, as well. And again, it's like, like I had another client, I'll just go to show you, that had, has a lot of emphasis in the second and eighth house. Um, I believe their moon is in the eighth. Uh, I can't remember what was in the second. Well, there's opposition there. That's right. So there was, um, I think it was moon and Taurus and then uh, Scorpio. But what they came to realize is that when they were emotionally imbalanced or other people around them, eighth house stuff, there was instability, that would affect their second house. Not only their sense of self-esteem or resources, but finances. So their emotions were directly tied to their finances. So once they learned to meditate more, not make, you know, rash decisions financially or do emotional spending, you know, some people eat, do emotional eating, some people do emotional spending. So again, that, that um, in opposition, oppositions in astrology bring awareness, all right? So anything in astrology, whatever the aspect is, it is bringing something to our awareness. That's why it's aspecting, whatever the, whatever the aspect is, whether it's a, you know, quincunx, sextile, conjunction, inconjunct, whatever, opposition, square, some of the harder ones, trines. Even a trine that makes things easy, it's still about awareness. You know, so it's just why it's good to just look at your chart every now and then or see what's happening or just take a peek online or through an ephemeris and see, well, what's going on? Or if you already know there are certain aspects in your chart that you're wondering about, spend a few months integrating it or a month or two looking at it. Like you have an intercepted house, so look at, okay, how has that energy been suppressed or held back? You know, what's the ruling planet of this um, sign? And 
how can I learn from this or how can I integrate this or how can I rebalance this or how can I bring more consciousness or conscious awareness? Okay, good question. Uh, we had another question by Robert um, that asked about heaven, asked about hell, actually. Now, so much, and I've seen this as not just a bereavement counselor, but also trained and initiated shaman, that we tend to experience, not all, not everybody, because I've known people that have believed in heaven and hell and devil and all that, and they did not experience that crossing over. And then I've worked with people that wanted to have a very, quote, unquote, conscious passing, and their body didn't allow that, and that shocked them. Why, you know, <clears throat> I meditated, I did this and that ritual and ceremony, and I believed this and that, I read this book, and I worked with this person, and so you never know, is the body going to wig out, do its thing? Is it going to go in revolt or the mind or combination of or the emotions? Um, so uh, let's see. So Robert is saying, I continue to read and ponder your email, Facebook posts, tweets, and some grams. Thank you. Less often, I read the King James edition about hell and did not believe it. Always bothered me. I even wrote a paper in undergraduate school, Did Jesus Believe in Hell? Um, so wordsmithing. So it's kind of like if you get into the etymology of things, like the word fear, when we go back in time and look at the root of that, actually meant a, a respect, and Lord meant law. So metaphysically, fear the Lord actually meant have reverence or respect for the law. Okay, Lord and manner, right? Law, the law, in which was the universal law or universal laws. So, uh, yeah, I've studied this, the Bible, metaphysical Bible. I did a comparative religion course. Um, so I, at one point in my path, dive into all this and was very versed in it. Not as versed now, Um but depending if you believe in the Bardo region, um, you know, hell or, or Hades can be the unseen realm. Um, it can be different dimensions. I do not believe, you know, a lot of people say, well, hell is on earth, you know, how you, depending how you live. Um, I would say it goes to interpretation because every biblical interpretation, unless you can get back to the Aramaic and beyond, was changed to fit whichever king and or pope at the time, usually the kings, but they were usually in consort, uh, changed the meanings of things in a way that suited their beliefs and or what they were, you know, focused on. So to really get back to know that, um, there is a great... Um, oh, I hope I still have it. I lost a lot of stuff I had in a family storage container, and I uh, I hope I didn't lose this. Anyway, I had a copy of the Metaphysical Bible. Um, anyway, they're still around if that's something that you want to do. But I, I would always say the best thing when you're studying these kinds of things and have these questions, no matter what the spiritual principle, dogma, uh, belief, doctrine uh, is to look at the derivation of the words and the etymology and trace it as early as you can. The further back, the more raw, the more real, the more genuine the meaning that you're going to um, 
get because a lot of things, um, you know, have been obscured over the ages through translations. I remember, and I can't remember, Dr. Dr. Reverend Joanne Coleman, and she was on our show years ago, and she's an expert on the uh, on the Bible and worked with somebody that uh, I guess went all the way back to the Aramaic, and they translate these editions of them. But I remember, I think she shared this on the show too. Um, I worked with her when I worked at Agape when I was teaching there. Um, and developing the meditation curriculum. Uh, she was telling a story how, like, you know, rappers, certain singers, but it's mostly rappers, um, hip-hop artists, yeah, well, the guys will, and some women, Madonna's big on it, grabbing their crotch, right? Well, apparently, and that's, it comes from testament, testes, which are the, you know, the gonads, right, come from the word te- testes, comes from testament. And apparently, way back in the day, at least the Aramaic, maybe one beyond, which I can't remember what language that is, um, I believe it was in the Aramaic, that the men, it was mostly men that were the storytellers. Women were as well and, and were written up, but not as, as much. But that they'd be around the fire, and then, because they knew that the testes gave seeds, that was looked at the seeds, right? But testament, to give a testament, a proclamation on something, they would grab their testes. They would grab their crotch and hold it. And I remember screaming and just laughing and going, oh, my God, this has just been passed on, like, in the ether subconsciously. And these rappers don't even know this. These hip-hop artists don't even know this, you know. Um, so a testament is like a sign. It also can relate to property. It's a sign of evidence of something, a special fact. And it was used to emphasize, right? Um, and it comes from the Latin, Latin Christian to testify, right? So they were testifying, you know, can I get a witness, whatever, you know. So I always thought, oh, my God, this is just such a hoot that this is where this came from. Tammy in the chat saying, I remember her, I think. Yeah, she was great. And I remember when she first told the story, I think she did it, um, she was doing a special thing for one of my courses or classes at Agape, and then she, she said it on air, because I said, you got when you come on, you got to tell that story. I was fascinated. I'm like, here's all these hip-hop artists and rappers thinking that they're be- being so, you know, I don't know what, hardened or whatever, like, you know, and, and they don't even realize but that to me also tells me what's in our all our you know our DNA our energetic matrix, just like the hundredth monkey. Things are passed on. You know, like I loved even as a little kid, I always loved milk or cream in my tea. I loved like, you know, back in the day Lipton. Now I'm more into other <laughs> Tetleys, or I like my my decaf. I get actually a really good decaf. Um, so I really can't handle caffeine, but. Let's see what it is here. Taylor's. Taylor's tea from Yorkshire. But I used to put milk in it. And then I realized a family member from way back when that lived in England um, did that. And then I also put A1 on my eggs. You know, my mom's like, why are you doing that? What is, and I go, I don't know. I just love it. And put it on my potatoes, baked potato or whatever kind of potatoes, breakfast potatoes are made. So some things, you know, get handed down or passed down. Who knows how many 
years or eons or whatever, um, that it all comes from somewhere. There's an original point. So anyway, you guys, uh, two very different email questions. Thank you for those. Um, I always love stuff that's insightful. Always appreciate it. And let us get to our awakening callers here. We're going to get to our first caller here. Hello and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hello, hello. Hi, Michelle. It's Melissa. How are you? Melissa, I am doing great. Welcome. Do you have a question, a comment? Yeah, um, I actually called back uh, maybe last summer and asked you if you saw me advancing in this company that I work for, and you told me yes, but it would take a while. So okay. um, uh, I did want to say that I did um, get offered a promotion, so thank you for that. Oh, um, good. <laughs> I just wanted to ask, uh, I also do some other side jobs on the side that I necessarily don't want to continue doing and I just wanted to see if you saw me doing that for a while longer if I'm going to be doing this more full time okay let's look okay well I would say time of Gemini so end of May June you're probably Mm -hmm. going to be fleshing one thing out or looking at how to phase it out. So the thing I feel with you is that there, there's, you've got a lot going on and this year mm-hmm. is kind of a transitional year or phasing out of certain things year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it? Okay. So yes, but there's nothing that's too quick. It's not happening. Yeah. Really quickly. I guess that's the best way that I can put it. But it is happening. So I think one thing may either lessen or go away. Um, It might be a little tight, but then you're like, okay, this is going to give me more time to do something else or more time to focus on more of what I want to do. Let's see. What's what's the most current job? So the main job, the main. Well, you're building where you're at now. So so that looks like Mm -hmm. there's some kind of trajectory of going upward or going forward. But again, okay. it's, it's slow by it's it's bit by bit. It's not, and I think probably in August, probably probably um, Virgo time, you're going to uh, see some payoff and be able okay. to let go of more of the stuff. Okay, okay. Melissa. Awesome. Thank you. Keep us. Yeah. Thank you so much, okay. Michelle. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hey, Michelle. This is Diane. Hi, Diane. Welcome. Question. Thank you. Thank you. I I have a question. So I've been seeing Ganesh like, oh, just yes, a lot. Like I want to like over the last two and a half weeks, I have been seeing everywhere. Like this morning, I saw Ganesh on a shirt, and then I, I it's just been popping up. Like, oh, I love it. You know, I started. I Ganesh is my backdrop on my for my YouTube videos. Oh, no way. Okay, that's another sign. <laughs> yeah, go, because I said, okay, go, because this week I talk about someone that's seeing elephants, that someone's been seeing elephants everywhere. Okay. And I didn't even realize until someone said, or I was typing to someone a comment, I was answering them, and then I real because they were talking. I kept saying in the reading, like, I don't know, I feel elephants everywhere, and I feel like someone's been seeing elephants or is around elephants. 
Um, then I got a, a couple of messages from people that had been seeing elephants, dreaming of elephants, one that was connecting to Ganesh. They loved the, And then I realized, oh, my God, I've got a Ganesh behind me. And then there's somebody else that's traveling and was riding on an elephant. Now, here's the deal. Ganesh, is, as you probably know, is, gives us stamina and is the, is the remover of obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. Very. Do you know anything about Ganesh? Uh, yeah, I looked it up uh, here and there. Yes, I'm familiar with that part. Okay. Well, and I used to collect, um, they're kind of gone now, but when I was in India, I spent um, months traveling in Far East and Asia, but um, I was two weeks in an ashram. And I've always been connected to Ganesh, an elephant. I love elephants of all. I don't know if I would ride one. That's a whole other topic. But, <laughs> um, but Ganesh, I have a place in my heart. So if you have obstacles or you're going through something and Ganesh appears to you, because Ganesh is one of the energies, one of the deities. Kuan Yin's another one I could see sometimes, and sometimes Krishna, but Kuan Yin specifically more, and Ganesh for sure. Um, but Ganesh tends to show up when you need him, when you need abundance or prosperity or obstacles removed, or when you feel that there's been a lot of hardship or challenge, kind of how do I keep on keeping on or, um, you know, uh, into, into your rope, you know, all that kind of stuff, or you're feeling pressure, and if you're seeing Ganesh, that's mm-hmm. to let you know that on a spiritual psychic level in, in the realm, in the spirit realm, things are being taken care of. Um, so it's really a confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been really weird. Like I took a picture like years ago. Um, I was in Spain and I saw like a Ganesh statue only. I didn't know it was Ganesh at that time. And then I got a memory that popped up. I have an iPhone. And it popped up, and it wasn't – normally when you see those, it pops up like on the, like a year later. And in this case, it popped up the same day that I saw Ganesh, like in an advertisement, and then it led me to that picture. It was a whole bunch of stuff leading me to it. So it's confirmation that things are working out. Yes, absolutely. Because Ganesh, it's, Ganesh really – kind of like Virgin Mary's another one. I know other people, St. Francis of Assisi. There are certain ones that really just pop out when you're going through stuff and, and our level of confirmation. Same with like seeing 333 or 444. There are certain numbers, you know, 1111, 111 is more of a, well, that's more of a kind of a up-leveling up, up of energy. Um but, yes, when you see that, especially, yeah, Ganesh appearing to you, that behind the scenes stuff is being taken care of. And, oh, you know, it's okay. like, don't, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ganesh, it's like, it's like whatever, you're, you know, in a way it's like your prayers have been answered or being answered. Things are being taken care of. Okay. It's okay, usually that you, you don't have to, it's, yeah, it's usually that you don't have to do anything. It's being done. Whatever your prayers, whatever you've been doing, it's going to pay off. And I would say with Ganesh, too, there's usually some kind of breakthrough that ends up happening. Okay. Uh, if you're seeing him a lot, especially if you're seeing him a lot, then you're, you're yeah. poised for a breakthrough. Oh, fascinating. Oh, my goodness. Thank you yeah. so much for that. I appreciate it. You are so very welcome. Diane, keep us posted. I'll be excited to know. 
I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome uh, to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. You're on air. Hello. Hello. What's your first name? I'm Nadia. Hi. Lydia or Nadia? Nadia, like Nadia, but with a long A. Oh, Nadia. Hi, Nadia. Yes. Okay. And what's your question? Um, I guess it's kind of a couple areas intersected. I've been focusing, um, well, I've been in like a two-month, two-plus-month depression, anxiety mm, kind of battle. A lot of that happening right um, now. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I've been taking different measures. to. It's been really, really, really dark. And okay. a lot of the focus that led me I think kind of surrendering to the spiral or just feeling really overpowered by it was is tied into work and worth and what I meant to do <laughs> and my skills and what and feeling like I don't know how to monetize my talents and what I felt my whole life that I've been meant to do and I've <laughs> And then there's another figure on the in the in the past too of this this man and something about him triggered in me more of this that was already there t- turmoil right. and upheaval around what work and worth and what I'm doing what I'm meant to do and um and I guess I, I'm not sure how to formulate it in a question but I'm just wondering like what what the what the steps to resolving this well, I need where a I'm question. at in my What's mental, your mental well, I guess okay. I mean it, First yeah, of all, it, I always I really feel, feel like, I think you feel if you are having these kind of feelings it's always good to to work with it's good to call into the show as, as well to get support but also really good to work with someone. You have someone that you can work with on a regular basis to help you navigate. Yeah. Because sometimes, yeah. I, I mean, I've yeah, I've been I've been going to therapy, and basically, it's like a, it's a spiritual crisis because a lot of what I've I've looked to in the past for healing, I've gained a lot of skepticism around and doubt around. And I guess maybe the question could be around: Will you know? what to do about the, the self-doubt in my own process. Well, that's what I'm getting, yeah, you know, and I just, it's very interesting because I just uh, posted this on my Facebook, and it's so true about your inner security, and that's what I feel that you don't have right now. So, it's I, I, I posted developed security, not relationships and things in yourself. Inner security is the key to lasting happiness and to living your soul's purpose. So I do feel that, and I do feel you had this as a very young age kind of feeling like hanging from a limb of a tree or kind of a lot of, I don't know, Absolutely. movement. Yeah, so that's where it's coming from. So you would do well to go back to that time, which earliest you can remember, 
and reconnect to your higher self. Reconnect that silver cord, that thread of light. Reconnect to how you envision that part of you so that that inner child can feel that part of you, that inner child complex can feel that connection. Anything that you can do, visualizing a column of light, inner strength, anything that you can do that connects you and reinforces that connection will help you. But that's what I feel on a, the, on a soul level. That's what the crisis is. That got um, cut. That got cut somehow. And so you've kind of been dangling ever since. And so this is like the culmination of it is what I'm hearing. So you've probably searched and gone different places and believed in this and this person and that and this relationship. And you've been going. And now it is mm-hmm. about getting that inner security to have your own sign symbols and messages, your own way of interpreting things. Not to say, I mean, we all have that. And, you know, I have depression. I have certain things that I go through. But when you have that inner security, that inner strength, somehow you get the message. You, you, you just never, you don't go over the edge, I guess, is the, is the thing. So that will help you, you know, maybe even drawing it out. Maybe it's, it's, maybe it's pictures. Maybe it's having this experience. Do what you can, um, maybe to make it tangible. Like, is it, it you know, uh-huh. some people, maybe it's a painting, a picture, Maybe it's a collage of how you feel or a collage of you at different times in your life or different poses, whatever. But I do feel with you, you need to do something that is going to make it tangible that you can look at, some kind of creation that you can make and focus on. It'll be in the mailbox. All right, Nadia? Okay. Okay. Take good care. All right. Keep us posted, okay? You're so welcome. Peace. Thank you. Hello and welcome. You're on air. Hi, thank you so much. My name is Lisa. Lisa, hi Lisa. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much. I'm wondering what my angels and guides most want me to know or be doing. What do they want you to know, say it again? What they most want me to be to be knowing or doing. Okay. And what messages have you been getting? I have been flying too fast to hear anything. Everything has been very um, up in the air here. My little dog has been dying for a year. I'm keeping her alive, and it's 24-hour day nurse care. Mm -hmm. I'm going through this very similar. So, um, So if you've been flying, what do you think they want you to know? I don't know. I'm yes. hoping for they want you to slow down and take take some time for you. That's the first thing that I'm getting. <sighs> Pretty impossible. I owe her. What does that mean? Um, she took care of me for fifteen years. I she's been the love of my life and I couldn't even leave the house. I used to have such bad anxiety, so she saved my life. I, I didn't say don't take care of her. I didn't say not to take care of her. But you've got yourself in a paradigm. You can, you do, you do have time, 24 hours in a day. You do have time to take care of you. You do have time, whether it's a shower, a bath, doing some yoga, going for a little walk, going outside. You do have time, and that's what you need. That, I didn't say anything about not taking care of her. I'm doing the same. I'm taking care of, you know, I was up at 1 a.m., 3 a.m., 
Yeah. I'm really, I, you know, yeah, it's 24-7. So I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. There's um, constant going in, food being made, yeah. vitamins being made, her just acting cuckoo, yeah. she'll see now. It's just 24 hours. I don't stop. Yeah. I don't sleep. But you have <laughs> space, you know, calling into the show. That gives you some space. Take the space where you can because it is a very, very sacred time. Um, to take care of a being, an animal being especially, because they have no karma, they have no wants, and they just give complete unconditional love, especially if you get a very conscious one or advanced one. It's a very sacred passageway to be able to give that type of unconditional love. I call mine a little geriatric fur baby because it is. It's like having an infant that I'm on a feeding schedule, you know, like a breastfeeding schedule. And then the oh, geriatric yeah. dementia part and not being able to walk. So I have to, I have to, um, she has a sling. I have to help her walk. So yes, but you still can do for you. And that's what I'm hearing we, in those pockets. And she will understand. She can, you know, rest up. She can wait a bit. Um, yes, just do for you. But that's the path that you're in right now. That's the sacred passage. Uh, Nadia, that you're in right now. It's a tough one. It's a very, very difficult. Well, hmm? Yeah, it is. It's the worst. Somebody yeah. said to me, Did, didn't you know this would happen someday? And I said, I never thought about it. I was yeah. just in joy. Why would I think about yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. And losing a family <laughs> member and you're watching the, the crossing over, the passage of the body changes, the mental, emotional changes, but holding that space, being allowed to be in that type of space, but somebody that is so vulnerable and dependent on you, yet so strong with a, a you know, abdominal spirit. Um, yeah, so I'm with you, sending you some healing light, but take a little time for yourself. It looks what I can see, you're doing everything right. Um, it's just you need to carve out some pockets for yourself where you can. Do we know how much All right, sweetie. He, do we know how much time she has left? Um, I don't feel it's eminent. I feel she's still very strong. Um, she's got a lot of spirit, or spiritual energy. The heart seems strong no matter what's going on. Um, loves being around you. If it's this year, I would say maybe towards the end of the year and it could even go into next year. I, I'm not, you know, again, <clears throat> um, I'm good at I'm good at discerning births, but not the the gender. I feel like that's the one thing God kind of holds back, and sometimes of timing. But I don't feel like eminent. I don't feel eminent. I you know obviously you could be wrong, but I don't feel eminent. Okay, wonderful, and God bless you for doing what you're doing for your pet. So many people just send them off because they don't want to be bothered. So God bless you. Oh, thank you so much. But yeah, yeah, well. You get a special one, you know. And, and my Yeloshi not only brought me so much joy, and still, a couple of weeks ago we were at a cafe. No matter where we go, her energy just uplifts people. I mean, just people just beeline to her, even in oh, the state like, that she's in right now. That's like my yeah. little girl. Soulmate. <laughs> yeah, see? So how can you not? How can you not? It's like it's beyond that's just... Say to people, exactly, how can I not take care of her, my goodness? Yeah. 
I'm going to tell you something funny. I was in a children's clothing store, and one little girl came over and said, can I pet your dog? And I said, sure. And she travels in a little Mm -hmm. carriage, and I make her little dresses. And I'm looking at what I'm looking at, and I look up, and there has formed a line of children like they're going to see Santa. There must have been 15 children were in line. Stood there, and the mother's like, "Oh no, get over here!" And I said, "If they can, if you let them, they can stay." Oh sure, like free babysitter. But it was just so beautiful that they were waiting in line to see her. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, thank you, Nadia. Thank you for sharing that with us, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. You take good care. Okay. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye, Lisa. Take care. Oh, beautiful, beautiful story, beautiful sharing. Uh, hello and welcome to Awakening You're On Air. Hi, thanks, Michelle, for taking my call. My name is Zara, and I have a question, hi, regarding my home. I'm going to be putting on the market tomorrow, and I'm a little confused as to what to price it at. It was on the market last year, and um, since then I took it off because of the holidays, Christmas and everything, New Year's. And um, I'm lowering the price, but I'm not sure if I need to lower it further. I'm just wondering what you pick up. Okay. Well, I pick up it. You could do it after the retro. Well, although you were had it before, so that's not so bad. Yeah, it's, yeah. I already repeat. Yeah. yeah. It's you a looked repeat. at it. Yeah. Well, it's a repeat. Yeah. Since it's, since you already mm-hmm. had it on, it's like completing the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Zara is the. Well, interesting enough, I do feel, and maybe more time of Aries. It, I do feel that it is going to, it is going to go. But you, whatever mm-hmm. you put it at, I feel like they're probably going to negotiate you down again anyway. So uh-huh. I don't know that I would worry about it. Let's see, look, else? But it does show it going. It it oh, does show. Fine. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does show it selling. I think so, too. I was just confused whether, like I said, I lowered a little bit from my last price when I had it on. And um, I, I know people love to negotiate. And I'm just wondering if I should keep it lower to invite more people to come in or just just stay at the price I initially thought let's to see, let's, price let's, it at. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I feel they're going to lower it anyway. So mm-hmm. let's see. Should she lower it even more? No, because I think they're going to lower it anyway. So I, I would just mm-hmm. put it out there. Whatever you feel is right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to go a, a tad bit lower, but I, I don't think that's going to be the issue. I think, honestly, with the house, it feels like it's a timing mm-hmm. thing. It sounds interesting. I, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it sounds like the timing was off before, but the timing is better now. I think so too. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's just it's you're ready. Something's ready. I don't know. Whatever you revisited or did, that it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, showing the timing is better. So, and just expect some negotiation or some haggling. Um, I actually mm-hmm. feel it could be somebody that saw it before. Oh really? And with something mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're either around your area or they've been looking mm-hmm. in your area. I, I don't feel that it's mm-hmm. somebody 
Um, who knows? Maybe they saw it and then you took it off the market and they didn't. They wondered. Um, that's funny. Tammy in the chat saying, "My two cents." I agree. <laughs> cool. And she's pretty darn psychic herself. Tammy's pretty intuitive. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. So just know that you're in the right timing. It's the right timing. You're mm-hmm. ready for it too. I feel maybe you weren't as ready. You know, sometimes we're not quite ready to let go of something. Oh, I was ready to let go. I just, yeah, I just, I think just, like you said, it was timing. I mean, I, it's a good home uh, in a good location, but I did make some tweaks. I uh, changed some things, like the floor out. Now it presents so much better and nicer. And um, Oh, good. I've been ready to go, Michelle. I've been ready to go, but it's just, I don't know. I guess, yeah. you know, well, I say that timing. as a therapist, knowing sometimes subconsciously, sometimes there's one little piece of us or something mm-hmm. that has to be mm-hmm. resolved, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's mm-hmm. interesting with you changing the flooring. So sometimes, um, you know, I would say there's always one part of the inner psyche that's like a little two-year-old on a hype that wants to stop, the shoelaces come undone. Wants a kind <laughs> bar, wants a granola bar, you know. It's, it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, whatever it is, whatever shift that you did, I definitely feel within you more mm-hmm. of a resolve. So mm-hmm. um, whatever that means to you. So that's, you know, that's what I'm seeing there. All right. Mm-hmm. Sorry to keep this posted. Okay. This good news. I will. You know, and I've been that's a, a lot that's of a good news too. Oh, you I've have? Well, there's a sign well. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ah. funny. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There, yeah. So there let's hope. There we go. Oh, I love it. The breakthrough. Yeah, let's yeah. hope. <laughs> well, you know, and I find it's funny because I've been my 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 YouTube videos. Um, anybody listening? I hope you guys come and subscribe, join up, da da da. Um, and then I realized, oh yeah, it's Ganesh. It it just hit me. You know, I'm seeing in the re- psychic reading all these elephants and people write, you're telling me now about Ganesh. We had a couple of callers and people, you know, commenting on the, on the, um, my YouTube channel about dreaming of elephants, being around elephants. So I always look at those. Those are major signs from God, the all that is, whatever orchestrated by our higher self. Pay attention. Pay attention. You know? Right. There, right. There's, there's well, something that's those coincidences I'm just, right? I'm just hoping yeah, yeah there's no coincidences as they say but um, I was so uh, confident last time as well and you know just stayed positive and nothing happened and that was demoralizing so uh, this time around but I'm sometimes just, it's timing mm-hmm. that's the thing that as a mm-hmm. psychic channel mm-hmm. and a medium I, I look at and also mm-hmm. as an astrologer numerologist I look there's psychic trends you know just like there's fashion trends mm-hmm. finance trends mm-hmm. cultural trends mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. are all that <clears throat> i was watching a show the other day on the science channel i watched so many different kinds of interesting stuff but anyway there was that it was science and then i was watching something on rt that was on finance and both talked about trends one from a scientific point of view um mm-hmm. one was patterned actually i you know, you guys, actually it was like three or different, four different shows and I caught it. One was like this crime drama and the guy was talking about the, all the experts, how they look at patterns. That's what it was, patterns. They call them patterns. One was in a financial show. One was in a science show. 
<laughs> then I watch with the Oscars mm-hmm. of the fashion, look at the fashion trends, you know, you can see the pattern. So everything is pattern. Everything is a trend or, or, you know, a transit that we fall into. Whatever it is in your own inner psyche, your inner world, your outer world, that confluence, Zara, you're more, it's the timing is there. You're more ready. So it, it doesn't mean that you mm-hmm. weren't doing what was right. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Sometimes it's a timing, you know, issue. Yeah, other Why factors are we involved. Done? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. When we're done, when we're done. I had a client the other day, and they'd been really – deeply in love with somebody and it's been I don't know a couple of years couldn't get over this person couldn't get over this person tried did everything you know and it just was holding on holding on and they're going to come back around we're twin souls twin flame and last week they said we were talking I didn't hear anything oh how is oh oh no no I can see how I, I, I really don't want that or wouldn't work done neutral done done Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah oh you take good care okay thank you thank you i shall bye bye much peace love it love it love it we just never you know there's it's, it's something that's not always quantifiable Okay, so it is time now for our awakening dialogue. We have with us Joy Dushy. I hope I'm saying her name right. Uh, she's a New York-based holistic lifestyle guide and breathwork facilitator. Oh, I love breathwork. She's also an alchemist, uh, a profound facilitator in healing, as well as an educator and an activist for a deeper connection of humanity. Joy specializes in inspiring people of all ages to start living optimal, vital lives by nurturing the balance of mind, body, and spirit. She utilizes a variety of supportive esoteric modalities. She works with crystals, Reiki, sound healing, as well as somatics as an intuitive therapeutic coach and working with Mother Nature herself. All right, let's all give our attention and energy to Joy Dushi. Joy, welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Hi, Michelle. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. <laughs> it's so right. lovely and, to and be it's here a, with right you. Dushy. Thank you. No, no, thank you. Um, thank you for asking. It's actually Duche. Oh, Duche. <laughs> okay. Got to put that. <laughs> okay. All right, Joy Duche. Okay. Yeah, good to write that phonetically. Okay, great, Joy. Welcome. We got that. And um, Tammy in the chat, other people are saying hello, Joy. Welcome. And uh, for people that are listening, thank you, Tammy, for putting her website in the chat. Those of you that are listening, driving, doing whatever, the website is thejoyfulapproach.com. All right, Joy, let's dive in. Um, Let's talk about your first awakening and any subsequent or bigger awakenings leading to what you're doing now. Well, we want the background. We want the backstory, okay? So we want to start there. Okay. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I was so engaged with, you know, the show. I loved listening in on all the aspects of, you know, what's going on in people's charts and <laughs> the field right now. Oh, but um, I'm really happy to share with you. And um, thank you for the opportunity for sharing my work with you. And your audience. So I actually had my uh, experience, my first awakening years ago. I was 29 years old, and 
um, the mother of two little girls when I suffered an ischemic stroke. Um, it was, mm. uh, yeah, it was a very profound uh, illness. Wow. Um, after I suffered with great uh, sadness and pain and suffering from losing my brother mm. nine years prior to that. So, um, I I was suffering. That's a lot. Pain. From twenty to twenty nine. That's a lot yeah. in your early twenties. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. Like the whole decade. And, there. Wow. Yeah, and at the time I didn't have uh, access to uh, healing my emotions. Really, um, I did see a psychotherapist, but I didn't really have more access, and so a lot of these emotions were suppressed. And um, mm-hmm. finally, I had this almost fatal illness that really, you know, I was, I, in order to recover, I had to take a year of full, like sedentary recovery. And in that time Mm -hmm. I just couldn't numb anymore or, you know, uh, escape all the external things that I used to numb. And so I was forced into darkness, so to speak. And it was definitely a dark night of the soul where I started to reevaluate the deeper meaning in my life and everything up until then. And while I was trying to seek out all these um, modalities to heal more with uh, holistic approaches, I Mm -hmm. found so many answers. I found the truth in that silence. And I found that, you know, there was this, part of me, which was my spirit, that was speaking very loud and clear. And so that was when I had the great transformation and this rebirth into a holistic life, a more spirited life, and it was contagious. Now, Joy, how did you start looking? Did you, um, obviously it sounds like you spent a lot of time on your own or alone, and maybe not with TV, were you just thinking a lot? And then did you think, oh, I need to research this or, you know, yeah, find something was, else to help me or something? Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, thank you for asking. So I was I was very curious from early on in my life, as long as I can remember being, like, existing into this lifetime. And I think that curiosity was always the catalyst that allowed me to find answers. And so I, mm-hmm. did, I did research and I seeked whatever started to feel better internally. And then I found, um, I don't think anything is a coincidence. I believe very much in synchronicities and that my guides were always protecting me. I always felt connected to the star systems, even though I wasn't aware of that, that mm-hmm. I know they were truly guiding me and, you know, sending me my angels, my earth angels. And so I think that, for example, immersing in the, the the Czech Institute, finding Paul Czech was one of my greatest mentors, um, who is oh, like the pioneer of. Oh, cool! Yeah. I know Paul. So, yeah, because I lived in Encinitas. I have family there in Encinitas, so I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was in an integrated, um, integrative, um, holistic center that I was working at, doing hypnotherapy, and he mm-hmm. was working. Um, yeah, it's at some point there um, before he got his larger studio. So, yeah. Okay, so you did work with him. Okay. Yeah, I did. I worked with Paul in different ways. I first uh, can't remember if I got certified first with HLC1 
holistic life coaching. Um, and then also he mentored me personally um, and went to some of his workshops, did some of his online uh, virtual work. But it was just the beginning of when I, you know, connected with the, the Czech Institute, that was just the beginning of holistic lifestyle. But also mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm an avid athlete. And uh, one of my um, – the things that I did for recovering was I, I decided that I was going to run a marathon once I got the green light to exercise after the stroke and then um, just for empowerment, you know, and to reclaim all this vitality. And so running mm-hmm. became such a love for me because it's how I connected with my mind, my body, and my spirit through movement. So um, at first I was drawn to the physical aspects of what the Czech Institute offered. And then I realized that there was underneath that was all that spiritual work that, you know, Paul himself is a shaman. And so that was really, I think uh, I, I sense that because I've always been in tune to energy. And so it was, it was very um, attractive to me and magnetic is that, that spiritual aspect that, trickled into the physical. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and then along the way, I just kept, you know, seeking out different modalities, the esoteric, anything. I mean, the weirder and the more out there it was, the more drawn I was to it, you know. And so I was just, it was like being uh, like a kid in the candy store, always drawn to more and more. Mm. So did you find you were just really opening? Yes, I was I was opening and evolving and morphing and, you know, transitioning from a very linear way of living to a multidimensional way of living. And it mm. just I you know, I kept running into or bumping into new opportunities and new um modalities, uh, new people, new, um, you know, just learnings. And it was just a a beautiful um, journey throughout. And I'm not going to say it was all love and light all the whole way. It was was definitely, you know, some uh, like almost like, you know, it was bumpy at times, but uh, of course, of course. Yeah. Joy, what were you doing before this? Were you, an athlete were you um doing any kind of work when all of this happened uh more or less i was a stay-at-home mom very devoted to my raising my girls and they were young Mm -hmm. and when i dabbled in fashion a little bit but i wasn't really um working like full-time at all so i was Mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom yeah wow so it sounds like this event this this healing crisis choice point really propelled not only opened you up to this this depth within but propelled you in a whole new direction it sounds like absolutely it was really more it was a very extreme radical shift from the life i was living to this new Mm -hmm. life and it was definitely not easy because um, lots of relationships were severed and I needed to go within. I needed to walk away to really create the, ch- the changes that I knew my soul was guiding me towards. Um, my relationship with my husband, you know, he was afraid and he felt like that distance 
or he was afraid of what that would mean, you know. And so there was mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff that it entailed, but it was definitely um, a radical shift, I would say. Mm-hmm. And how long do you think or feel you were in that cycle? Around how many years were you in this cycle of going deeper and being guided in this new direction? So I would say that, you know, the, just the year of, the aftermath of the stroke was where things really transitioned. And then um, Mm -hmm. a year later, because I got so into the running as well, the running community and, um, and giving back and spirituality. So it just started, it really did take off within that year. Mm. After, so you had to heal. You had to heal the physical body from the effect of this is what I'm hearing then. Okay. So there was yeah. things, did it affect like speech and all of, you know, and thinking yeah. and yeah. all of that and body movement? Okay. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. The whole, the whole gamut of what a stroke can do to a person, <laughs> um, speech oh. and mobility and, you know, it did come back quick, but it was, it still did take its time. And, uh, and then I think I was healing the emotions, but the, the, the crazy thing yeah. is that I didn't put, you know, I didn't connect those dots until later on in my life when somebody randomly asked me, so what it was like when my brother had died very tragically, and that was the most traumatic event of my life. Um, And I said, and I just tuned in because I like to tune in. I'm a very uh, somatic type of uh, healer. (laughs) So I -hmm. said, well, it kind of feels like someone took a drill and they just went right through my heart with a with a drill you know a drill gun and and that hole is just like this excision that's just still there and um and that's what it feels like you know just very matter of factly and when this person who is a clairvoyant he said um oh well yeah of course he said well you were bleeding for your for your brother all that pain until that that clot actually went through the hole is exactly what happened. That was the diagnosis that I developed a PFO, which is a hole in the heart. And that clot, that clot went through the hole to the brain. And so it caused this, um, this rupture. And what I realized was that that was the catalyst and all along. And my brother still does come to me and I feel very connected to his spirit and very clear messages that, my my role in this incarnation is to help people recognize that if they don't take care of their emotions, it can cause dis-ease and it can really yeah. cause so much suffering and pain. And so it's why I feel that it's really important for me to welcome every client that comes in or when I host a group, all the members, and treat each person's uh, um, pain with the same amount of presence like it is it doesn't matter if you're suffering with grief and loss and something very you know tragic versus something that you know just feeling um, maybe like you're just not having a good day and you feel like you're not feeling worthy of love you know and that's that's just as important to me you know and if we don't Mm -hmm. deal with it we need to address that so that's really um, what my premise, the premise of, of this work is about for me and seeing that it's such a metaphysical understanding of healing emotions. Yeah. 
And there's now, I mean, the last 10, 15 years, there's been more um, mainstream research on heart, heart, heartache, heart attack. I still agree with you and anybody listening. It's so important to process your emotions, move through them so they don't have to live somatically, you know. They um <clears throat> and even if they do, then there's some, you know, they do to some degree anyway, but um so important to become more aware. And it sounds like this just came on all of a sudden too, that you really didn't have any warning. Is that is that true? That it just Yeah, um, no, it was very sudden. It was uh it was mm-hmm. shocking when this happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well that's something even to have to regain the self trust and body trust and trust in life process when you have something, whether you're they're being tragically taken from you or your situation, whenever we have something that's just so out of the ordinary, that's an emotional part too. That's a mental emotional piece as well, right? Absolutely. And so I, what I also, uh, one of the greatest works that I uh, found was breath work and how we can move that trauma, you know, because I did live with that Mm -hmm. trauma and other traumas Mm -hmm. in my life and that gets stored in the body. And so when I found breath work, um, it really was the first time that I felt that it really allowed a lot of that trauma, especially from losing my brother to really uh, dissolve. It was just so beautiful mm-hmm. how that really was the healing the, the, that allowed me to feel that lightness and that, you know, just the healing that really was more sustainable. Because I, I do believe that there's lots of value in talk therapy, but I do feel like we need to move the energy too. It's yeah. more important. It's Absolutely. actually even more important. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, we've got to move, yeah, move through it, and um, yeah, I'm a big component, a big proponent of the um, bringing those two components together as much as holistically. What sounds like you're coming from that place as well, but you have to have the the mental, the energy and motion. You have to have the emotions and the energy of it, the etheric. You have to locate that and connect in, um, you know, in with that. Now, I want to talk about, you talk about the joyful approach. In fact, your website is thejoyfulapproach.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you have a few things, a life system. Yeah. Membership. Let's talk a bit about that. Okay, great. So the life system is something that I created intuitively, organically, based on my life experiences and all the research and learnings from all that I've you know, immersed in over the years with holistic education, and spiritual knowledge. And so uh, this is an integrated life system that anybody can turn to. And it's not a one-size-fits-all, so everybody can use it as, as almost like a template, okay, and then design what works for them. So this life system is meant to upgrade our life so we can live with vitality and to live in alignment. And uh, the first tier of this life system addresses how our lives are impacted in the day-to-day, in the now. So those components are of how we sleep, which is so important, how we breathe, how we think, which has to do with our life purpose, 
how we move, how we nourish, and how we hydrate. And so those are the, that's the first tier. And then the second tier has to do with our emotions and how we navigate relationships with ourselves and with others. And those are about uh, living intentionally, boundary setting, uh, declaring your core values, a daily practice, living authentically, and self-love. And once we can start to work on, you know, the first component uh, of the first tier, and then we can start to integrate Mm -hmm. these. Um, these outer layers, it starts to, they start to work hand in hand. They work in an integrated way that's all stemming from the mind, body, and spirit in unison. And we just live way more optimally. And we live more um, aligned with our truth, who we truly are. And we start to welcome in that beautiful self-love that we're all so worthy of. So mm-hmm. I, I teach this and I... Um, I do, you know, I do facilitate lots of workshops and all of my sessions, and I'm always asking, you know, my clients to kind of touch in with these components of the life system so that my work does stem from these, from this life system. These are meant to upgrade the life that you're living and align you with your higher self. So uh, right now, like, for example, I just uh, facilitated um, a group today and I have a woman, a, a woman of six people, six women that come together on a weekly basis for a six week intensive. And we're going through all of these components and we're putting them into practice in real life. And then we also do the activation, which is the sensory experiencing through breath work and journeying and sound healing to let, to allow these uh, components sink in, in a way. Hmm. So whether you're working one-on-one, so it sounds like you, you do work one-on-one or in groups, you're bringing this approach, this system, whether one-on-one or also it, with a, um, also in a group setting, a workshop setting. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the type of, I do lots of different, I, I'm a, I just love to um, create different types of workshops and immersions and retreats and you know, formats, but uh, the work is always, the the framework is always a life system. Um, But, you know, so if I'm facilitating, for example, on Sunday night, I facilitated with a colleague of mine who's an astrologist, a new moon in Pisces event, and it was more or less astrology with breath work. Um, I'm going to bring some of this into the the thought-provoking conversation, and then we're going to do breath work and then the sound journeying. But there are times when I'm giving more or less like workshops that are more concrete and drawing from the life system. Mm-hmm. Okay. So both. Um, now you talk about how this illness was linked to emotions mm-hmm. and, and that's brought you to, you know, in this, in essence, a call to want to help others heal through their emotions. Can you um, talk a bit about this? Yes, absolutely. So um, I do think that um, there is not enough awareness around uh, how important it is to address our physical symptoms. And it's the first, you know, the first thing that I will ask somebody when they tell me that they have 
um, you know, some kind of pain in their gut, I'm going to tune into the soul. I have a very good understanding of the chakra system, which I know you do too. And so we're going to tune in through the solar plexus and just some themes around there. And I'm just going to ask some questions, how they feel about themselves. Do they feel like they're, you know, they've, they lack self-worth. And so I'm trying to go to the metaphysical just by allowing Mm -hmm. them to go inside and have that access within themselves. Because I have found that for me, that was always, I've, suffered with lots of injuries in my life or physical symptoms. And when the, the, always the cure for me was, you know, getting down to the symptom of it and healing that emotion, tuning into to my chakra system, working with what was going on for me a long time ago in that, you know, connected to that chakra, that energy center. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and so, so really putting uh, an importance, and I give real-life examples. I always like to draw from my life experiences, you know, and how it worked for me uh, dealing with chronic back pain, lower back pain, and what that was about, and the second chakra being out of balance. And so I can, I can draw from, from real-life tangible evidence to help others understand that, you know, we can transmute that pain if we deal with the emotions. Mm-hmm. So true. I know at some point on the path, I always said I, I would have loved if it could just stay theoretical, you know, like you, when you go to school, you read and, you, you know, mm-hmm. you get your certification, your degree. But, no, you have to go on the path, on a true path, a true light worker, a true healer has gone through it. <laughs> you know, there's, there is some. Absolutely. Right? Wisdom gained yeah, from actually off having experience. Yeah, yes. I take it off the mat yeah. and put it in real time. Um, I that's why I, I do give my clients that are in this six week intensive. I give them homework and I want to know how they're working with the tools that I'm teaching them in real life. So, mm. <laughs> okay, we've got a question, uh, Joy, in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if this applies to people with chronic gut issues like IBS. Um, Oh, of course, especially, yeah, those who can speak to this. Uh, Crohn's, et cetera. Good question, Tammy. Absolutely does. Self-worth yeah. issues. Yeah, if you could talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and digestion as well, too. What people are digesting or not processing, that's also part of it as well. And what are your thoughts on it? Yes, absolutely. So I'm, you know, I'm not a doctor. I always have to uh, remind people that of what my my wheelhouse entails. But I do, I do feel that it absolutely would have to do with uh, emotions from the solar plexus. Okay, that's the third chakra, the energy center. And so you can do your research around the third chakra and the solar plexus. And I would say that mm-hmm. it would be very helpful to chart, to go back to, uh, you know, when these symptoms started in your life. And if you can tune in, you know, take some time to do some meditation, you know, just allow yourself like some quiet time to uh, silence the noise. And then if you can just chart in, um, in a way when these, uh, the onset of these uh, gut issues has started and then emotions and themes in your life at that time, I think that would be really helpful for you. Okay. I hope that helps. That answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, um, 
and those, I'm sure you as well, people, Crohn's, IBS, psoriasis, um, and children. Oh, that's the hardest with the, the children that get it. But, but they, it can be, you know, sometimes it takes a while. Everybody's a bit different. But yeah. I, when you do start addressing that emotional component, uh, they're usually, and something, sometimes herbs or supplements and foods as well. Um, but addressing, bringing that emotional in as well really can um undercut a lot of time and running around. Uh, Tammy said, thank you. You're welcome, Tammy. Good question. Yeah. Everything there is that psychosomatic, but it means it's very real. You know, it's still very real. I think that's something that sometimes people don't get or, um, but if everything has a mental, emotional, spiritual component and even a material i mean everything is part of everything yeah. so yes it's going to have that to some degree um, let me ask you joy do you feel more people are now are becoming are either more or are becoming more open to and aware of the emotional component i think there is a lot more access today um i if you know even with social media there is a lot more awareness about uh, emotions, uh, a lot about chakras, about energy centers, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm noticing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that you're in that. Yeah, I think, I mean, the notion, I mean, we're so, I always say it's about living simply, but we are complex. We have many layers, and mm-hmm. the more that gets addressed, the more, I think you put it in one of your write-ups, vital. I love that. You said optimal and vital, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is pretty amazing, that vital, because you really are talking about the life force, vita- vital energy, vitality, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And so if you, you know, I have, there's a diagram of the life system, and there are like two circles within them, and there's integrated, they're integrated. I wish I can draw up like a sacred geometry type of diagram, how they're really all interconnected. And the thing is, um, it's kind of the simplest way to explain it is that if you were living your life and, you know, it's like that beautiful coast down the PCH where there's like no traffic and you're just coasting and you get to your destination without any traffic, there's just so, so much flow, right? There's so much ease and vitality and you feel so nourished by that road trip that you've just taken and then imagine what it feels like to have all these detours and traffic jams and you know even with the detours you'll get to the destination but how much heartache does it cause and you know and so we're not living in the flow and when we're living in the flow we're just living so much more optimally and so much more vitally according to our truth you know the truth of mm-hmm. who we truly are authentically and we're disconnecting from all of the noise, all of the paradigms that we've taken on, uh, the value systems that we've taken on that aren't ours, and so we can get back to who we truly are, living the design, the life design that is uh, our birthright, each and every one of us. And I think that where we get caught up is we've also taken on the notion that we need to live according to a life design that's not ours. And so this life system Mm -hmm. really allows a person to just fill in, you know, what works for them. Like I, for me, I, I know I need, or I 
I, I do better with eight hours of sleep. For you, you might say six is enough for you and that you feel completely mm-hmm. refreshed with that. And so we can just plug those mm-hmm. in and we can assess we, where we feel imbalanced and when we can we could just see that um, evaluation or that assessment, we can work with that and we can start to fine tune and course correct. Yeah. Like that. And sometimes we know, you know, I had an experience uh, growing up. I never liked breakfast on a regular basis every now and then. Yeah. And I had coaches, I had, you know, I used to dance, oh, you got to eat breakfast, you got to eat breakfast, personal trainers, a breakfast, breakfast. And I always fought it. And as a kid, I would dump my food. I would eat a couple of and just dump. I wasn't hungry. I just, my body, I knew my body so well yeah. at the time. And now there's all this research. I just saw it on a show, I went online of how, it's not necessarily so great to eat breakfast. There's this break fast, which I had heard about that in like the late 80s, early 90s. When I did a lot of fasting and food combining and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, body therapies, body-mind therapies. But, um, but I always thought, I thought to myself, it's interesting how we kind of always knew. I just knew my body functioned better on that. And yeah. know, some trainers, oh, you got to put the fire first and, and get it, your metabolism going and this and that, that and this. And now all these years later, you know, all this research has come out. Now there's a whole movement on it. With, you know, I think it's intermittent fasting. Don't start eating until one and this and that and one to seven and all this. So do you, I want to ask you, do you find – on somewhat, whether yourself or other people you've worked with, whether it's like my little example or just other little quirky things, that maybe way back at one point we we actually did know what was right for us and we got kind of stared in a different direction for whatever reason. Maybe well-meaning people, parents, teachers, I don't know, siblings. But do you find yeah. most people know what's what they need or what's best for them and then somehow – that gets numbed or deadened? I, I absolutely love your question so much <laughs> because it's exactly in alignment with what I'm trying to advocate and to empower people to really tune and trust the intuition that, they, that we all have inside of us. I actually just received a download that was very important for me to convey to my group on Sunday night, this immersion, and it was that our teachers, we are so lucky to have so many teachers and gurus, but we also have to be weary because some teachers are not, you know, immersing on the work that we need to be doing, the shadow work and all of that. They're not doing their own work, right? That's the thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so the guides are saying that it's so important for us to be our own guides, our own teachers, our own trainers, their own health coaches. At the same time, we have to trust. And I think that what happened is that we, we lost that trust with our own intuition. And I'm trying mm. to get people to go back. I actually just did a journey an hour ago with, uh, or two hours ago taking, the, taking these women back to four years old and to really mm. get back to that, that younger version of themselves when they were just, so innocent because that beautiful innocence is the, the divinity within each and every one of us that we need to reclaim. We've taken on way too much stuff. And I love, you're a very intuitive, beautiful healer. I know that you're, I know that about you from listening into your shows and you know, that you, you always knew that about yourself. 
So when someone knows yeah. themselves, mm. I love that. I get so excited, okay. you know, and then they honor it. That's even like more kudos to you for that, you know, so good for you. Yeah, I definitely yeah, feel like you. we need yeah. to get well, back to that. Well, with a personal trainer, I had to try it a certain way, you know, I tried and I just thought, and then later I would not do it and I would tell them, you know, I'd have to fess up. I'd be like, you know. It's just, I'm really not hungry. This is not a diet. This is like, I am, my body is saying, you're not hungry. Because if I am hungry, I'll make a smoothie or greens or a, sometimes a big breakfast, you know, mm-hmm. eggs, a whole bit. But that's so rare. It's just like the normal operating way for me to feel really good is, you know, juice or tea, sometimes maybe a smoothie or just a lot of, you know, water in the morning and then 11-ish, 12 I'll get a little more hungry and then, a, you know, one or one thirty, like a, like a, uh, after the show, I'll have something. But, um, yeah, so that's great because if you, if you did, um, so it's important to try things, you know, we try with different tra- trainers or coaches and then we can well go back to, you have to, our, as you yeah. know, yeah, you're in that field. <laughs> that was the, that's the mantra. You gotta eat a breakfast. Gotta have this, gotta have that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and so if you're working with someone, they're harping in your, you know, it's like, okay, okay, I'll try you way. I know that's how you learned it. You know, I learned it. I trained as a personal trainer way back when fitness coach, what would you say to people, Joy, that let's say that they're listening to this and they're like, I think I do that. Or I think, I know what I need or what to do, but I doubt. I think you mentioned earlier about doubt. What do you find? What helped you or what, how you help others? What do you see? What one thing people, I know you have these joyful tips that you do, mm-hmm. that people can just start now from listening to you and they're thinking, well, God, how can I trust myself more or really listen? Okay, so I would say that it's time to course correct and to clear out the noise. I think it's very important that we all have a practice of self-regulating because we've taken on mm. lots of the, the, the different chatter that will constantly come in. And so we have to regulate the limbic system. We have to, uh, you know, form some practice of just deep breathing to release the noise, the static that's distancing us from our true, uh, our truth. Okay. And it's in the silence that we can hear that truth. So we all have, we're all spiritual, we're all intuitive. We all have the answers inside of us. All we have to do is just quiet the noise that is causing all the, the distraction from who we truly are. So just by Starting with that, I would say that is going to do wonders already. It's going to create a shift where you'll start to connect back. And I'll just share with you this little nugget um, that can take you even further. Um, Last year, I was on a journey in Sedona, and I had a beautiful interaction with, with Mama Earth. And she, she voiced something to me, and it was under a full moon. And she said to me, you need to start guiding people back to their essence. And the only way to do that is for, by disconnecting from the technology and coming back to me, to come back to nature and touch me and, and you know, receive from me. She, she wants, Mother Earth wants to give back to us. And 
I do feel that it's very important to have an exchange, not only to take, but also to care for her. So we have to do our part to also care for Mama Earth. Yes. But it's, um, it's where you can connect to that intimate part of you through silence in nature. So first breathing and then go out and, and just touch the earth. It doesn't matter where you live. I, I, I hear it all the time. I live in a city. I can't, like, I can't be around nature. We can find nature even in a city. Yeah. I agree. Some of my best times on my spiritual path were in large cities, New York or Chicago. I was so connected. So mm, in I love alignment. Chicago, too, yeah. Right? Me too. And even walking on <laughs> a huge street, I thought, oh, my God, this is meditation. Nobody's bumping into each other. Hundreds. Of, I'd never seen that before coming from California. Hundreds of people are crossing the street at the same time, not bumping <laughs> into each other, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Joy, this has been amazing. So you have something just in our last, I think we have a minute remaining um, that mm-hmm. I want to let people know about. You do have, I believe, a, a retreat coming up. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to share a little bit about that, what's the best way for people to reach you? Mm-hmm. I know you have a Thank membership you. and you also have a uh, retreat, if you can just touch on that. Yeah, so uh, there is going to be a, a very beautiful retreat coming up in May in Ibiza, Spain. It's uh, a beautiful, mm-hmm. magical part of the world where there's lots of energy vortexes, and I've been going back there for like 20-something summers uh, because of the energy there and the power and um, the magnetic force. So I'm going to be facilitating a five-day retreat in a beautiful luxury uh, accommodation in the countryside. So we'll just be living the joyful life system there. And that's where I can teach people. I can facilitate with daily yoga and breath work and um, immersions and workshops and beautiful things, um, you know, and, and a beautiful community together. So that's one uh, offering, and then I am launching a membership. This is going to be uh, very radical because there's nothing that um, I love more than bringing soul family together, and this is going to be accessible across the world. So uh, it'll entail a monthly call for two hours, where which will be live, and also just you know tons of. Um, information there'll be a workbook there'll be meetups in different cities there'll be um, a closed facebook group for all of us to stay engaged throughout you'll have access to uh, the joyful approach uh, resources you know top resources because i am an eternal seeker (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. you'll have access to lots of things and that's going to launch on uh, the equinox on march 20th so you can Mm -hmm. also you know Check, subscribe to my newsletter is probably the best way to find out about all the, the happenings, the workshops, uh, my groups, and all the good things um, through thejoyfulapproach.com, through my Instagram, thejoyfulapproach. Um, yeah. Perfect, Joy. And any questions, Thank you. you can always Joy. email me, too. They can email. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you for being okay. here and sharing um, your just amazing story. And the courage, the light that you are, and the inspiration that you are, and the inspiration you give to others. So thank you for spending time with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was such an honor and pleasure. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Me too. Take care. Take care.
All right, everyone, that was Joy Duchesne. You can go to thejoyfulapproach.com for more information, insight, and useful tips. Um, thank you all for spending this time with me. I so um, just love spending time with all of you, just any way I can, you know. This podcast, uh, now on the YouTube, I love the comments. I love sharing back with all of you. Um, thank you, Doreen, for liking my the, the uh the backdrop, telling, giving me some tips and, and encouraging me on the lighting and all of that. Some of you have been with Tammy's one, you know, uh, Dee Dee, from the very beginning, and you've not only seen the growth of yourself and each other, but me, like the program. Um, you know, we're all in this together, so we're all doing this wonderful soul dance and soul unfolding. So reach out, connect, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com for all things awakenings. Uh, come hang out on Awakenings with Michelle Mache page and the Awakenings group, really. Come come share your insights, understand your art, you know, post um, what is uplifting and inspiring you. People need the inspiration. I got to tell you, I get people emailing me that are going through some pretty dark night of the soul passages or going through some medical things, and they will say, oh, and I went to the Awakenings group page and I saw this post. And it so helped me. Or I went to the, I saw this post and I went to the person's page, you know, or that they posted this video. So you never know how much you help someone by posting something that somebody might think is corny or, oh, you know, inspirational, uplifting. No, it really does work. And we work when we're all together. We're doing it together. So thank you all and continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake, everyone. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?